Hi everyone, right off the bat, per use, uh, apologies for the late off-track off uh, post. But we have a good reason this time. We have a pretty good reason. I, um, we recorded, I feel like we've recorded so much, we've recorded, like, enough to actually post every month. Mm-hmm. But then I just, like, that is, like, after that, there's a breaking point where something doesn't happen. It's because we're a two-woman two production team. Yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. <laughs> we're recruiting. We're recruiting. For free. Send in your resumes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, last time we recorded, and it was really great audio, and then I went to a house party, and... Somehow, a girl at the party who I did not know got a hold of my phone and decided that she was going to, like, try to open the phone because she thought it was hers or something. So she put in the wrong code just enough times, like, where it was only... She only needed one more code and it would completely wipe all my data. And then she handed the code, the phone to my best friend. And my best friend's like, hey, hey, so, like, what's your uh, what's your code? So I told it to him and he, like, accidentally put in the wrong Aww. one. So all my data got wiped. And I hadn't done a backup in, like, months. I'm so sad. So, the next morning, I woke up and I was like, this is, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Rough times. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now it I get happens. to re-record. Yeah, you know. Which is super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, so, we're in the same place for the first time. That's true. We've never done a podcast episode in the same place. And... That's why this time you're going to hear a lot of laughter and us that usually would be edited out. We usually edit out so much. All natural. Yeah. But here we are. Here we are. Welcome to It Girls. Welcome to It Girls. Four, five. I'm one of those. Yep. Episode X. So what are we what are we talking about today? So today, I'm gonna be interviewing Priya because one month ago, it was her one year anniversary at BCG. It's like two or three months ago now. But two yeah. or three months ago now. <laughs> two months. Um, two months ago, yeah. But so we wanted to do kind of a recap of all of her lessons and challenges and joys and despairs from that beautiful year. What a beautiful year it has been. What a beautiful year. So yeah. why don't you start us off with a little introduction into the life of consulting? Uh, oh, wow. Where do I start? Yeah, so I'm I'm a business consultant, I guess, just to lay a, the groundwork on what I do. I work for a management consulting firm. We usually like work for larger organizations and try to solve their business problems. So like one example is like I worked in a cookie factory to reduce like waste of cookie dough. That was being produced in the factory. Another example. Do you get like, to eat the waste of cookie dough? You could. I don't know if that'd be really good for you. Like, hmm. it's kind of nasty. <laughs> it's like it ends up being like hundreds of pounds of just kind of like room temperature cookie dough oh. sitting in like a cart somewhere. Interesting. Okay. Uh, but not just cookie dough. There's also like at the end of the line, the cookies that fall off the line. Mm-hmm. You're really not supposed to eat the cookies off the line. Like, there's a rule against it. But yeah. I did. Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one example. Another example is like I helped uh, with a due diligence. Like one company was like considering whether or not they want to buy another company, and so we like did a du- diligence on like whether or not they should buy that company. Yeah, stuff like that. So I've been doing that. Yeah, I guess for a year, a year and a couple months now. 
So what brought you to this magical world of consulting? Also, this bird is just going to be in our audio. audio. (laughs) Wait, let me close the window. Let me close the window. We don't want to include him. (laughs) Bye, bird. He's still he's still gonna make he's it. Still, he's still still he's still gonna, gonna make, make a cameo. <laughs> so what brought you into this world of consulting? My friend Annika. She just did a couple practice cases with me and I actually thought that like the interview process was really fun and I was just gonna do it for shiggles and then uh <laughs> it's such a weird word. I love that for word. giggles. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that ever again. <laughs> and then uh and then I ended up getting an offer and I figured you know it's like a really cool way to like learn a lot in a short amount of time it seems like low risk like it doesn't really close a lot of doors it it just opened doors and I didn't have anything else that I really wanted to do so oh that's a horrible way of (laughs) yeah you did um I had like and I I had like yeah yeah, general I had amorphous ideas but like Mm -hmm. nothing material like this was a concrete like here's an offer letter Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and here's, like, you know, the pros and cons or whatever. Like, here are the benefits, and, and here's, like, what we can promise you. And, yeah, I ended up just trying it out. What were your goals going into it, and do you feel like those kind of took shape in your year so far? I think my biggest goal going into it was to learn how really effective teams function. Mm-hmm. And that I have definitely learned. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Like, I actually feel it's really cool to to, to see what a BCG team can do in just two weeks. Yeah. Like, the modes of interacting with team members that bring out the most like efficient and kind of best best performance for people like that's been really interesting to me do you mean like team dynamics and how you bring out best in other people yeah also how you can be a good team member like i thought Uh it would be easy yeah because we're both so charismatic yeah exactly hilarious For the record, she's joking. And, but we actually do believe that. <laughs> which is we a problem. sometimes talk about how hilarious we are. <laughs> we sometimes just have straight up conversations talking about like why no one else finds us as hilarious as we think we are. Yeah, but I so I think I just like thought like oh I'm a good person and like oh I'm mm-hmm. I like have good intentions like I I know how to be like a good team member and I know how to like how to how to be effective at that. But yeah, I actually have learned concrete things. Um, what do you think was the major like mental shift of oh, wait, I'm not a good team member in this way. I think before I would like to think that I was the type of person who, like, my motto was, like, I'm trying to make everyone else's life easier. Mm-hmm. And that's how you be a good team member. Like, I knew yeah. that in, in theory. But now I actually, I think, put it into practice. Yeah. Uh, like, actually, you know, thinking about, like, what's on my manager's plate. Like, how can I make my manager's job of managing me like as easy as possible how can I stay on track and like mm-hmm. just like help the team succeed like or whatever according to what our goals are so I don't know I guess it's, it's something I definitely could have learned at other places but like to know that you're you're working within a team structure that has been like really like tried and tested for like what would be the ideal team structure mm-hmm. and then you know how to like work within that I think that's pretty cool so I think that was my that was always like my first goal and I think that that's definitely been achieved I think like there were other there were other goals of like oh, I want to really learn about like business obviously principles and like be able to hopefully run a business because yeah. of what I learned here I think it's not that I've learned concretely how to run a business because obviously that's not what we did yeah but I have kind of learned that it's like really just like a, like everything in life is just like fake it till you make it like <laughs> I don't want to, like, burst anyone's bubble here, but, like, 
you go into like a consulting in a company that you don't know anything about, you're expected to have all the answers within a week. How could you possibly get there? Yeah. You don't get there because you actually become an expert in a week. You get there because you get really good at making educated guesses in a week. And you get really good at like knowing the level of confidence you should have when you like back up certain assumptions or whatever. Mm. And I've seen that in practice, which is which is cool. So I think that like it has just given me that the confidence to like I don't want to say BS, but yeah, no, I to, get like, you. Figure your way through things. Yeah, I feel like consulting, especially, is a really good example of that, just because it takes so many new grads. Yeah. But then even like as a doctor, you see that too. Right? Yeah. Like you're just making educated guesses about yeah. what's wrong. Yeah, exactly. With the person in front of you. Yeah. What are next steps for you? Mm. I didn't know. <laughs> There's this saying in consulting, like everyone is two bad ca- cases away from quitting. <laughs> So who knows? I I try not to think, like, too far in the future. Mm -hmm. Like, whatever. Plan is to stick around for, like, everyone usually sticks around for, like, at least two years. Yeah. So that's that's still the plan. I don't have plans to go to business school immediately. But maybe. Yeah. But I think I want to try out startups. In Z-Bay. In Z-Bay. The Bay Area in California. (laughs) Everyone goes there. We talked about... I have opinions about the Bay Area. Not like... like Not not negative, but maybe maybe it's not the right fit for me. I mean, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in Z-Seattle. In Z-Boston. In Z-Boston. Lots of places. There's lots of places. That's true. Tech startup or... Yeah. I want to do tech. Yeah. What do you think of the tech startup world? Ooh. What a broad question. What do you mean? I guess in terms of hype versus impact. Huh. Well, there's definitely a lot of hype. True facts. There's definitely a lot of impact. <laughs> <laughs> I guess how do you filter through to choose what startup will be the one that you mm. want to work at in order to maybe maximize hype, but definitely maximize impact? I think that hype has been, is a lot less of a priority to me than maybe it would have been coming out of college. Like, Mm -hmm. I think I would have maybe filtered what kind of startup to work at based on hype, because I think I would have used it as some sort of proxy for like likelihood of being a good place to learn and success Mm -hmm. and like likelihood of success. And now I think it's a lot less, like I will probably actively try to like screen against hype. Like I think I, I'm going to be prioritized or I want to prioritize around like first and foremost, the people, right. That you're working with. Mm -hmm. And like, I just want to be working on something cool. I want to build something. Like, I think that that's, that's the urge behind all of this. What do you mean by build something? Like I want to be help. I want to, I want to help in like actually building a company. I think being Mm -hmm. a consultant is, is great in many ways. One of the things that I'm definitely missing out on as an ex mechanical engineer especially lately is like the experience of actually like owning something like this is my baby and like I'm Mm going to bring it into the world and feel that kind of ownership over it yeah Um, which I I knew from the very beginning that that was like I wasn't going to get that in consulting yeah and I think that that's something that I definitely want to get to do next Mm -hmm. so I feel like it's a pretty broad thing that I'm looking for like I want to do that and I want to do it with great people (laughs) preferably on a small team like uh yeah so do you feel like the hype is usually inversely related with the quality of people because you said like you would actively screen against hype oh yeah maybe that was like weird wording i don't know i i guess i i just don't know if hype will tell me anything that i actually want to know about mm-hmm. whether it's important i see like, it's any kind of, the of like things. shadows or like <clears throat> fog it's, it's just weird maybe that there's it. nice people behind right it. like hype just tends to be the way that people talk about opportunities and it's like the way you find out about things obviously yeah but after that 
like I don't know if like the level of hype that a company has really contributes to like all these things that are deciding factors to me but Mm -hmm. who knows who knows speaking in generalizations (laughs) it's hard to how how has consulting changed how you see the world Ooh, oof oof the big questions the big questions yeah I don't know if this was just, like, just consulting or just, like, just a factor of, like, growing Growing up. (laughs) (laughs) But things just never seem black and white to me. Like, I have really liberal, like, very, like, anti-capitalist friends. And then I'm also, like, in my day-to-day job working for Fortune 500 companies Mm -hmm. with the epitome of, of capitalism. And so seeing both sides of that, especially in the past year where this has come up a lot you know in 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 general conversations and media with bernie trump etc it's been really interesting to see the conversation from both sides and it doesn't really feel like really like give me a sense that i have more answers it just gives me a sense of like wow like these things are so complex and incentives are so complex across all economic levels in society so i think that's one way i think that like there's this moderate like the the what's that saying like you just got to show up, you know, mm-hmm. like you just like sometimes like to succeed or to do whatever you need to do. Like the biggest thing to do is to just show up. That has been something that I focused on a lot, you know, like, okay, if I'm working on something, even if I'm not particularly like passionate about this day's work or this, yeah. this project, just got to show up and do the work. And having that kind of attitude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you ever feel like back to kind of that first part of your answer, do you ever feel like you're kind of in the middle of this? having a lot of anti-capitalist friends, but mm. working in a capitalist world. Is what is the question, like, did I ever feel that tension? Yeah, both, like, internally for your own values, but also, like, just from your external people you see, so mm. your work and your friends. Yeah. I think it was more internal uh, as far as, like, feeling, like, the stress uh, or, like, feeling, like, the the conflict nature of it. Uh-huh. Of, like, oh, hey, like, I do, I have these ideals and yeah. I'm also, like, working uh, here, so how do I reconcile that? I think that what I just started to do was just make no assumptions. Uh-huh. When it came to, like, anything of economic policy or, like, you know, the corporate tax that's been talked about a lot and, like... One area that, that you end up thinking more And I think about. that that is just, like, it just, like, is generally the way I think about any kind of political issue in general. Like, I'm not... I don't... I think I'm, like, much less likely than before to, like, mm-hmm. side with one viewpoint just because it, is, because it is either the conservative or liberal viewpoint. Yeah, but it's interesting because now you're kind of surrounded by diversity of viewpoints, yeah. whereas, at least for me at MIT, it seemed like I was surrounded by either apathy or mm-hmm. similar viewpoints. Yeah. Um, and right now, too, I feel like <clears throat> I'm surrounded by similar viewpoints. Like, how do you preserve that diversity as you move into fields where you are more in the majority of thinking mm-hmm. like how do you feel like, like when you're in more of an echo chamber in your how do I think I will I think like it's about you have to be rigorous in the way you think right it's almost like a meditation practice it's like you watching the way your mind thinks about things you're like oh why am I thinking about it this way am I thinking about it this way because like that's just like the lens that that I've tried I've decided to label my views as through the world I think one big part of it is like just I try not to like give myself any labels because that's going to influence my viewpoint. If like the people that I, I like I say are also in that label agree mm-hmm. with that. So like, you know, being a registered independent, for example, like obviously I feel like most of my views align with the democratic party, but to give myself that label 
is going to make me less rigorous in thinking about yeah a lot of these questions in the future yeah. it's gonna make me lazy about doing my primary research mm-hmm. so i was just reading this article that mentioned how um the fewer labels you can attribute to yourself the better because once you start labeling yourself as yeah. that it becomes like part of who you are exactly and then the very frivolous way that this came up was while i was walking to your house i was thinking about toscaninis which is this amazing ice cream place here yeah like, go. i know we do <laughs> um and i was thinking about oh my gosh what flavor am i gonna get yeah yeah and then i was like well my favorite is earl gray mm. and i was like wait a second it's is my it? favorite <laughs> earl gray. and then i realized i've been crafting my identity around telling everyone that earl gray is my favorite flavor because that is like an image that you want people to have of you i don't know it's just i've said it too many times oh interesting and then i just had this Maybe it's okay to have a favorite ice cream ice cream <laughs> crisis while I was walking I mean as long as your other you're you're constantly trying other ice cream flavors it's true and I you're do. still coming because back Earl Grey to is Earl a Grey. seasonal flavor oh okay <laughs> it's forced upon because me. of other constraints exactly but yeah. even like that very small example kind of bleeds out into the rest of my life of how yeah. I form identity <laughs> by just repeating things when yeah. people ask me yeah, yeah. But it, half of it is just because I want to have an answer when people ask me. It's not like an actual reason. You just don't want to stop the conversation with a long rant about how your ice cream flavor is not it's a label that you want to... <laughs> That'd be hilarious. I'm going to start doing that. Anytime anyone asks me for my favorite anything, I'll be like, don't try to pigeonhole me into a label and an identity. That's just not who I am. Yeah. And then that will be your identity is that you're that person who does that I at cocktail parties. I have no friends. <laughs> I'll still be your friend, but I'll talk about you behind your back. I know. I know you already do. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, I feel like I kind of derailed that. No, no, no. Now that was great. To, now we're off to ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's it. That's it, folks, as That's Connie it. would say. <laughs> No, uh, I think to sum it up, I guess being at this job for a year has been very interesting because it's had it's forced me to think very critically about my identity and like kind of my conclusion is that it's better not to it's just better not to label yourself with anything and just mm-hmm. always like no matter what it is in front of you just always be thinking okay like why is it that I think this why is it that do I believe this mm-hmm. well then how do you deal with the situations when you're asked to label yourself like if someone asks you what your favorite ice cream flavor is. Or just, like, when you're consciously trying to avoid being labeled as an independent or, like, personally labeling Mm. yourself as an independent, but you always have to repeat it, Mm. then you end up labeling yourself as an independent. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Then, like, the the carries connotations of, like, being an independent. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) You can't escape the labels, man. You can't escape them. You ask. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I think, like people are going to put me in, like, label boxes that they have for themselves, and, like, I can't really stop that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I try not to stress about, like, how other people think about it. Yeah. It's just about, like, you know, how am I thinking? Like, what is my, what is the, what, what am I in control of? And that's my mind. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to, like, use their labels and boxes, and, like, you can't really do much about that. That's true. But I guess, like, back to, um, or the idea of trying to attribute the least labels you can to yourself. <clears throat> what do yeah. you think are kind of the core labels or identities that you 
that are who you are, that oh. are kind of the... Um, I guess the ones that come to mind are, like, daughter, mm-hmm. sister, friend. I love, it. <laughs> <laughs> I love what we were both thinking about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's it's always difficult because, like, the labels you attribute to yourself you, like you want to keep them broad enough right yeah to, like encompass who you are yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah it's difficult i don't know what mine would be Ooh, <laughs> i don't know if you need to stress out about what labels you are you i think it's a curious question to think about yeah. yeah 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 because it's something i don't think about too much and i think that's a privilege that i don't have to because i fit into very Standard and socially accepted labels mm. that I never have to think about it. I gotcha. But I think it's something I should think about. Mm. But I don't. Earl Grey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one I need. <laughs> Let's start there. I don't know. I guess I fit into a couple boxes of labels that like are less ordinary. But even those, I'm just kind of like... I'm not going to live by your labels. <laughs> like, Fuck the system. I mean, <laughs> I'm not allowed to say that. <laughs> Bleed that out. This is public radio, right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. NPR is all oh, yeah. over us. <laughs> <laughs> now we're not eligible anymore. I'm sorry. You killed... You You just killed our chances. I know. You. It was you. It was just now. Otherwise, we were on a roll. I know. We... <laughs> they were about to buy us out. They were. They were. Sad boys. Um, Sad Boys? Yeah, that's a thing. Like the music? I just learned about it. I don't know what the music is. What is, what, what is... I think it's just a meme, like Sad Boys, or like a gaming thing. I don't really know. But when you said it, did you mean it in the sense of like, oh, like, you no. just said it as an expression? Like, yeah, I just said that's it as sad? an expression. Yeah. Like Sad Boys. But then boys. you just end it with boys, Sad Boys. I thought, okay, I'm so confused. I think it's a gaming The thing. kids these days... <laughs> I I learned that sad boys is like a type of music. Like sad boy is like a type of music. Oh, I don't like know. Like a genre of music. Yeah, I mean. I Apparently, I use it. a lot of gaming language in my day to day speak, and my students are very confused <laughs> because I'm very adamantly against gaming. <laughs> but then I'll like randomly say like, sad "Oh my boys? god, you just got carried," and they'll be like, <laughs> "Are you secretly a league player?" Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Your housemates are like infiltrating Just your my language exactly um should we do a finishing yeah oh yeah yeah finishing yeah. segment yeah 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 thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of it girls guys and listening to my rants on life and work and Earl Grey ice cream. And Earl Grey ice cream. That's the most important takeaway is everyone should have a favorite ice cream flavor. It's Otherwise true. who are you even? We will have you tune in next time for Mm -hmm. our episode on... Finish us off. I was hoping you'd just pull something out of the hat. You can't put me on the spot like that. Um...